0: Well, hey there, everybody. This is a podcast about systems. And we're going to talk about mixing, mastering, editing, all the things you do in a studio just faster, more efficiently. What are things that you can do to turbocharge your workflow? Because do you know what happens when you turbocharge your workflow? You make more per hour. Do you want to make more per hour? Then listen to this damn show. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Chris Graham. And I'm here with my friend Mark Abrams. (laughs) It's one of those podcasts, guys. We're going to be real weird and goofy. Who am I? are,
1: (laughs) Are you in task zombie mode? I am in task zombie mode. What is task zombie mode? Task zombie mode is when you just start doing things the same way every day. You stop thinking about why you're doing them. There's not much intention about fixing it. And you notice that you have 12, 16 hour days. And at the end of it. And a pudgy say, stomach. What And a pudgy stomach. At the end of it, you just say, what happened? What mm-hmm. did I do today? Yes, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> so
0: if you work in a recording studio, this podcast is specifically for you. We're just only going to talk about one thing. We're going to talk about efficiency. We're going to talk about becoming more productive raising your dollars per hour, just just that. We're not going to talk about gear. We're not really going to talk about the business of running a recording studio. So sometimes that's going to come into it because inevitably the people that run the most successful businesses have the most systems pressure. They're the people who need systems the most, and the cost of not having those systems is the greatest. So for me, my history as a mastering engineer um, was that I, uh, this is awkward, I had a disability, I had so much PTSD, And the type of PTSD I had uh, was from when I was a kid. So I didn't want my kids to have a babysitter or go to preschool, I wanted to homeschool. And so I was like, I'm gonna be, I have to be a stay at home dad, but I also cannot have a boss, because that's not tolerable. I'm going to run a mastering business. And oh my gosh, I can't keep up unless I build insanely awesome systems. And I did, and it worked and the business grew like crazy. And I'm gonna tell you about some of those systems. And
1: Mark, talk about your background yeah. in Systemstown. So my journey into System Town became, uh, or started with you actually. Chris obviously has the Six Figure Home Studio Podcast with Brian Hood. And I had heard about the podcast and hadn't uh, been able to check it out. And Chris and I ran into each other at an event and went to lunch and i was like man this guy's awesome and I, oh, I really need oh to you. go listen to oh that you. listen to that podcast so i went and listened to one of the episodes i don't remember exactly which one It was episode 110 because okay. the best episode we had ever done at the time and it had just dropped
0: when we met i think that was the most recent episode gotcha surprising that i remember that because i don't remember
1: much but yeah well actually after this episode you should go listen to 110 yeah that's actually
0: that's a great episode
1: to listen to if you are jumping on the systems train here
0: so let's talk about when we say systems what do we mean when you are running any kind of small business especially a recording studio type of business there's a lot of files involved there's a lot of okay i got files from this guy from this website and he's this other guy sent me files on this website And this guy texted me a link and this guy emailed me a link and this guy Facebook messaged me. And then once you get the files, you have to make sure that you put them all in the right spot Mm -hmm. and that you have like a to-do system and due date systems. And then you have to figure out what their naming structure was in the files and make sure that you have all the ones that you need and Mm -hmm. import them. Now everybody's business is different, but everyone is going to have some element of input. Where does the stuff that comes in that we need to make stuff with, how does it get to us and is it from my email inbox or I'm just going to start from scratch on the project and figure out where to go or do you have an elegant system where all of those files they upload through your website, the files show up on your desktop pre labeled in a folder with the email address of the person that booked the project. And it shows up in the right folder based on whether they've paid their deposit or whether they paid their project, and you're just off to the races. So for me as a mastering engineer, a systems win for me. To have one glorious system was to sit down in my mastering studio, and I would push one button, and my system was smart enough to know, we're going to bring up the first project that he has to finish today. It's already preloaded. And the files are all labeled, and the tracks are all labeled, and everything's spaced out according to my template. And immediately I can jump into flow state. Immediately I can do creative work. When I built this, I I knew it was cool, but I didn't realize what a weirdo I was for just obsessively building these systems and trying to shave off a little bit of time here and a little bit of time there. And I think a lot of people's pushback with these systems, and I'm sure we had this conversation, Mark, A lot of people's pushback with these types of systems is, oh, but isn't that going to take the soul out of the work? Hmm. Isn't that going to make me less creative? No. 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 The total 100% opposite and more than you could imagine because your creativity is drained by the monotonous minutia that you have to do day in and day out so that your business doesn't burn to the ground
1: you weren't automating the creative part of mastering or the part that actually required your skill set. No. You were re- yeah. automating the soul-sucking file naming stuff. Yeah, yeah.
0: because if you think about, let's say you have a gas tank. You walk into work each day and you have 100 units of gas at the beginning of every day. All of the minutia, the admin stuff that you would like to pay someone else to do, but you just don't think they'd be smart enough or would care the way you do right. or you know, fill in the blank, you use up seven to 15 of your gas units just kind of getting into the studio and getting organized and set up and blah, blah, blah. And then you use another 20 trying to figure out like which email is attached to which project and which person you need to get back to the soonest and what's due today and what's not due today. And you're like, okay, cool. I'm done for the day. Oh, I forgot about the one project that I had to absolutely get something back to the client. Yeah. You just have this like shit storm. Yeah. If your business grows and you don't build systems, you end up, instead of having a dream come true, you have a nightmare. And it's a nightmare because you're miserable doing the thing you love, and that is just, it's not good. Yeah. It messes with you. So, systems. So, let's talk about some of the tools mm. that we have available to us to build these systems. Some of the things we're going to talk about in this podcast. So... The first one, and I think one of the easier ones to start goofing around with, it's called Zapier, Z-A-P-I-E-R. I I think you could explain Zapier with the sentence, if this, then that. Yes. So let's say somebody books a project, and say you actually have a system for it. Let's say you have a system on your website where somebody can take a link that you've sent them in a proposal, hopefully that was generated with an automated system. That's also possible. And... They click that link and when they make their payment, automatically stuff begins to show up in a magical spreadsheet mm. that is all your data tracked or on your to-do list or in your CRM, which is like a fancy email thing that we will get way, way more into because it's pretty much the greatest thing ever as far as running your business. But you do one thing somewhere or a client does one thing and then something else happens somewhere else as a result of it automatically. yeah. It's not like, okay, uh, they sent me files in Google Drive and now I'll drag and drop them to my Dropbox folder because who who uses Google Drive instead of Dropbox in this industry? Some people apparently. So, <laughs> <laughs> But you can make a zap. They can be like, hey, when someone drops a folder in this folder on Google Drive, automatically move it to this folder on Dropbox and change the name to include the email address of the client and send me a text message and let's see, what else could you do? Um, Enter the name of every file in a spreadsheet. Really, the sky's the limit. You can start to take all these tasks that you do and simplify them dramatically enough that you can delegate them.
1: Mm.
0: Sometimes you can completely automate them but I think what gets really interesting is when you start to notice, what are ways I can add value to my customer? What are ways that I can make my customer's day by just building a quick system and that I don't have to worry about going the extra mile for them. I used to do this, this is so nerdy, but when I would author uh, DDP 2.0 CD images for people, um, they'd need that before they could get the CD manufactured back in the day, and it was the most annoying task in the world. And it was like, send me all your song names and ISRC codes and I will manually type them and to this, pretty <laughs> so one of the ways I automated this was I built this like cool form and you would select the number of songs you had and then you'd enter all your song names and the artist and the ISRC code and everything you need and you'd hit submit and a text file would show up in my to-do folder in Dropbox. Amazing. Yeah. And I would just take that text file and I would run a little app that I made that ran on some pretty simple code. And it would open up the software that I used to make the DDP and it would put all of the information in exactly as the customer entered it. And it would take all of about 30 seconds to do the whole DDP. And then I would push
1: another button. And how long did it take before you built that to enter all that oh stuff gosh. in there? It's a manual like select, song, one, copy, well paste. the problem isn't how long it would take me. But I would say, I don't know, 20
0: minutes? But it was soul-sucking work. Yeah. And inevitably, like... You would send it back to the client and they'd be, oh, actually, um, it's a colon, not a semicolon." Uh I, I know that's what I sent initially. Mm. Or, um, it looks like you didn't capitalize all of the song names. You didn't tell me to do that. Okay.
1: Go <laughs> <laughs> do another
0: one. Right. And so it, it was this weird thing where it wasn't like sit down, work, be done. It was sit down, work, think you're done, get ridiculous revision request. Because the client didn't give you the right information in the first place, which is your fault, not theirs, because you should have a system to get the right information every single time. Mm. We'll talk about that more in the future. And you end up just spinning your wheels in the mud and getting client fatigue. Right. Where you're like, oh, my God, a client tried to contact me.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. I have to pick up the phone. (laughs) Just let me be creative in my own terms. Go
0: away. But yeah, when you've got a system and you can start to eliminate all that stuff, it's a morale booster, and you can mm. show up at a hundred percent when you begin to make creative decisions, and then you can go home after you're done making creative decisions, right? Instead of okay, now I'm going to do all the terrible things, yeah, the terrible things that I don't know how to explain yeah. to an, em- an employee or an intern, or I already did and then they quit, yeah,
1: <laughs> this is still sucking, it's yeah. Value.
0: But man, dude, well, Mark, let's talk about systems. What are some of the coolest systems that you've built for yourself that have saved you tons of time?
1: Yeah, that's that's awesome. Systems can also be really easy. That's one of the things that I'm excited to talk about with you on here is kind of re-explaining in caveman terms of what you just said. I have a system that takes the information off of the, the website and then it puts it into a text file and then it copies it into this program. And then it takes my thing and it invoices and somebody's head's just like, what? Slow down whatever but it doesn't always have to be that complex one of my favorite ones that i built for myself was just when i go to create a new mix session if i'm doing mixing work so i'll hit a shortcut and that will trigger an automation that asks me what is the client's name and then it asks me what's the name of the song if it's just a one song job
0: like a little dialogue box pops up like a real app
1: yeah and yeah yeah it just asks me and then i enter that information it does more things now because I spend more time making it do more things. But in the very simple beginning of this thing, it would just ask me the client name, the song name, and then I would hit enter and it would create folders in my Dropbox with the client's name and then the song name. Mm. And then it would copy my mix template into that folder mm. and there would also uh, be a, a folder created called incoming files and that's where i would put all of the files that the client sent me so i always if have all
0: of this is happening automatically you're not doing any of this manually
1: yeah one button and then it would open the song folder and all i would have to do is just double click the pro tools file that could also be automated but yeah. in the simple form <laughs> you know uh i've got my entire pro tools session right there and then i just get to work and it's it's seems dumb because how hard is it to create a pro Tools session Absolutely. You're right. But let's say I get 10 songs in for a whole record and I'm prepping that record. My prep time gets substantially cut down. And then it also lays the groundwork for, for other things that you can do later. That's one of my favorite ones. I was just, you know, let's cut out this boring thing. How much time do you think you save per project on that one? Uh, Between that and the other things that it does now. So now it'll carry the project all the way through to sending the client an invoice. Mm. And, um, Let's just focusing on that one system. There's so many other ones that throughout the course of mixing a song I've implemented. And just on that one thing, I mean, we're probably talking like maybe it's five minutes a song or something like that, but it's also, I didn't have to think about it and five minutes times 10 songs in one day is almost an hour. Yeah. Times,
0: let's say you get a hundred projects in a year. Yeah. Easily. Yeah. That adds up a lot. You know, you you only need to save, I think it's like five. If you save 5% of your time every day, by being a little bit more efficient, you get an extra weekend each year. A whole extra weekend that you get to take off. It's like 2.5 days. Yeah. And that's cool, that's exciting. How do you get on this systems train? And Mm -hmm. the big concept, the big overarching idea here, I call a systems snowball. A systems snowball means figuring out what is the first system that you can build that will save you enough time to build a second system. And the purpose of that second system is to save you enough time to build that third system. And then eventually that snowball starts moving really fast and then the boredom sets in. <laughs> <laughs> the glorious boredom where you're like, it's four o'clock and I'm done for the day. I'm gonna go
1: watch Friends on TBS. or <laughs> like, I'm gonna watch this video about eqs even though i was just doing it all day yeah <laughs> so when you're inefficient the
0: opportunity cost is anything else you could be doing with that time instead yeah. that could be a date that could be hanging out with your kids that could be working on other projects that pay you well so all of a sudden you used to be able to handle five songs a day and now you can handle six cool you just got a race and you now make more per hour the more efficient you are the more money you make per hour. And if Mm -hmm. you want to make it in any service business, any service business at all, efficiency is the name of the game. Now the trick there is finding a way to systemize that improves your quality, that does not detract from it. And I think a lot of people, they immediately write off the idea of systemization in any sort of art world, Mm -hmm. you know, audio or video or whatever it happens to be. Well, I don't know, you know, that feels like it takes the soul out of it. No, the boring crap takes the soul out of it. Like the monotonous task zombie work, that takes the soul out of it. And then you have to push through and be a creative after that. The dream that everybody had in high school that went into the recording studio business was like, I'm gonna get to work with awesome bands and from the moment I show up to the moment I leave, I will feel creatively satisfied and I will be making these things and everyone will think I'm cool and here's the clorox go yeah <laughs> it just it doesn't work out that way yeah it's like i will be miserable for a period of time then you i will forgot have, the plunger and then Take I will, the plunger with you yeah. <laughs> then i will have fun and then i'll be miserable again that's a creative creative business right and you don't have to do it like that right and so mark and i are nerds we're going to talk about that and our hope is that you'll join us for the journey but this podcast is an experiment right if you guys like this we'll keep making them if you do like it here's what you can do for us really the only thing that matters to us as podcasters for better or for worse is return returns (laughs) reviews in
1: itunes that was the combination of the word reviews and itunes retunes yeah (laughs) just just roll with it we need retunes in itunes and reviews on the other things. Exactly. Yeah. Just write us a review. If you think this is awesome and you think that you could learn a lot about how to improve your
0: systems, please please go write us a review. But I think we should give you guys one thing that you can go and yeah. do and improve in your business right now. So, let's think about that for a minute. This is off the cuff. So, we're thinking about mm. you know, what's something that could dramatically improve your workflow. I'm thinking keyboard maestro
1: or better touch tools. What do you think? Mario? I want to go a step higher than that. Okay. And I want to say, stay tuned for when that one gets, that one gets suggested at the end of an episode. Cause that's coming for sure. But what if you instead get a notepad and paper and put it next to your keyboard. And as you go through your day tomorrow or the next work day, whatever, start writing down anything that you do more than one time that takes up time and sucks. Mm. and then put that piece of paper in your pocket because we're going to need it. Mark, that's perfect. Sweet. Yeah. I
0: think starting to take stock of what's the stuff I don't want to do anymore? Yeah. And is there a way to not do it anymore or to make it simple enough that I can have someone else do it for me? Yeah. Can, and that there will be consistently excellent. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it's a great idea. So your guys' homework for this is to start paying attention to when you turn into a task zombie and just right now I turn into a task zombie when I am bouncing these boring awful tasks that we all have to do yeah that you don't want to do anymore and the cool thing is like this isn't a revolutionary idea that we're talking about here this is like stuff people started to figure out over a hundred years ago yeah huh industrialization means that we create a system so that we become more efficient and we can do more in less time Often at a considerably higher quality the father of this being Henry Ford obviously
1: and the assembly line disagree Tell me tell me more Who invented the toilet because that guy saves people a lot of time, right? Nobody's man. walking outside with their chamber pot. We'd be in some deep shit without that guy like oh, that was
0: Though so, I'm gonna we're gonna leave that in teed it up Teed it up teed it up man.
1: If that pissed anybody off. I'm so oh, we're still Dad joking oh thank w- god well on that note guys <laughs> i'm gonna be the opposite and just like totally embrace the dad jokes. <laughs> that will be a, a welcome yeah. relief my other yeah. podcast co-host uh
0: doesn't tend to it's part of the schtick, but yeah thank you guys so much for tuning in we had such a good time we're not sure when the next podcast is going to drop so you should subscribe and that way you get a notification But in the meantime, if you guys wouldn't mind writing a review for us, that will tell us that you want us to make more of these episodes. Thank you guys so much. and Have a great day. Thanks, guys.